before we hop into, you know, talking about this minimalist bag that I have and, and what I take with me each day to do the jobs that I need to do. Uh, I wanted to talk about stuff going on on Twitter right now briefly. Um, first and foremost, to me, I had a coworker come in and kind of start talking about it this morning uh, at the office. And I was like, more than anything, it's just entertaining to watch. Not only, you know, what Elon's doing or not doing or trying or not trying, but the people who react in a split second to anything that happens has been so hilarious to me. Um, so, yeah, I don't What What are Jonathan? What are your sort of impressions of Twitter right now and what's going on? I think it's. Um, it's just funny <laughs> how people are. Um, I'm just I'm choosing my words carefully um, <laughs> how people are are just so offended when people disagree with them or maybe do something that they don't like and they're triggered and they um, whether that's way off to the left or way off to the right. Like, you know, I think both sides just handle things to the extremes, like don't handle it well. And, you know, all of us are, you know, broken and we have blind spots and we don't understand some things or maybe our views now are way different than our views were than five years ago or maybe a year ago. I don't know. But I think trying to create a place where open dialogue without corporate biases that, you know, is not promoting hate speech or, you know, being aggressive towards people, but trying to create a, a safe place where freedom of speech can be expressed is, is a positive thing. However, just because something is run in a way that you don't like doesn't mean that it's terrible. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny, but I agree with you. It's just funny to sit back and watch. I think ultimately the goals are lofty and I think they are great, but it's also, how do you navigate that? How do you actually make it happen? There will be bumps along the way. Uh, And I'm just, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, me too. And it's funny. I think you and I were kind of leisure Twitter users. Um, <clears throat> we don't really need it for our job. Uh, it doesn't really make us money. But there are creators out there um, who, you know, this is one of their main platforms or a big platform where they're either actually making money off Twitter through, I don't know, the various streams. I think there's like, I don't know, ways to donate or like have super chats or something. I don't, I don't even really know. But um, it's just funny, you know how up in arms people get about a social media platform or like this free, well, I guess we're moving away from that, but you know, an app basically and like somewhere that they might enjoy. But I mean, the latest thing is this whole like check mark verification thing. And the latest as of today, there's actually two check marks. There's the blue one that you pay for. And then there's a verified check mark that verifies you're a real person so there's two and people are flipping out they're like why you know why is this (laughs) what's the point um of paying for the check mark if you need a different check mark to verify that you're an actual you know public figure or whatever and it's just it's just funny because like obviously they're figuring things out and uh i don't know i think it's it's kind of you have those people who are posting about these things in real time to gain, I don't know, 
followers or awareness about themselves, you know, drawing attention to themselves. Um, but other people are just literally responding this quickly saying like, Oh, this is so dumb. And I think it's funny, like technology moves quickly, but not that quickly. And I think to, to go out and be like, ah, Twitter's ruined now because there's two check marks. It's just funny to me. Like, let's just wait and see how it plays out. Like it's been how many days since Elon like walked in to the company (laughs) to start running it. So I don't know. It's funny. And it's definitely an interesting niche kind of social media, if you will, um, for politics and sports and things that are kind of outside of things I enjoy anyway. But as you know, from a creator standpoint, what is being tossed around in terms of what creators can do on the platform is pretty interesting. And I think because the infrastructure is there and they have like, you know, it's a notable platform. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do to try and compete with someone like, I mean, with everyone else, LinkedIn, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube. Um, my sort of creator group is more YouTube based, YouTube focused. And that's the kind of content I enjoy and watching them, you know, have their ears perked up a little bit on like, Hey, this could be interesting. And then you have the other, the other sort of camp of people saying like, don't make Twitter YouTube, like Twitter is Twitter, keep it Twitter. And I don't know, it's an interesting topic. And I just, I felt I had to bring it up today because it's been fun to watch. And I personally, in my opinion, I'm just excited to see what happens. It's not going to make or break me if Twitter dies tomorrow or if it blows up tomorrow and does exceptionally well as far as social media platforms go. But I just wanted to talk about it because it's been fun to watch. But uh, yeah, Jonathan, any other thoughts on Twitter before we move into the actual content this week? No, it's fine. You're right. I'm a I'm a consumer, uh, you know, mostly for sports, um, some finance stuff. Um, but it's 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 entertaining. That's for certain. And uh, that I've, I've even this morning, I think Elon tweeted that, hey, we're going to you're going to see lots of dumb stuff on Twitter. Things we're trying over the next couple months. If it works, great. If not, we'll change it. You know, I mean, I think in just willingness to to kind of strive for free speech and not have, you know, a, a corporation decide what is just because your political view is different. Doesn't mean, you know, you, you get censored essentially, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a, that's a complicated subject, but it's, it's interesting to see how it's going to work out. For sure. And we will see, you know, it'll change um, inevitably over time. So But yeah, anyway, we're going to move into the discussion of the video that I posted last week, which is, um, like I said before, the bag that I take with me each day. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about as far as content um, outside of the video itself, but I might just kind of go through the things that I keep with me every day and kind of talk a little bit more in depth of why I have them, you know, how I got to the point of owning them and, um, you know, what value they bring, not just to, you know, my, my work life, but also, you know, family, um, social life, things like that. If they have a piece, something that I I noted in the video was I'm constantly on the look and most people are, I'm on the lookout for purchases or items or tools that can check off more than one box. So, um, 
because when you do that, you can be minimal, you know, you can, you can get rid of a bunch of things and maybe have one that does multiple things, kind of like a pocket watch, a pocket watch. No, um, what are they called? Pocket knife, you know? Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, just kind of walking through the, um, the bag I have now is able carry. Uh, it's a company that reached out and wanted to send me one. I'm part of this pretty cool affiliate program called Avant Link. And through that, it's more of a like display ads place where you can, you know, display ads on your own website or in a blog post, newsletter, things like that. But um, I'm able to actually talk with, you know, agencies and brands directly about their products. And so I do have brands that reach out every now and then I've reached out to a few brands in the past as well. And it's just, be, it's been cool to have that sort of hub for brands. Um, Able carry was one of them that reached out and just said like, Hey, you know, we make bags. Um, do any of these seem interesting to you? And I, I did love the, um, the daily backpack they had, but it looks a little bit too big. Um, I'm not a huge backpack wearer. Um, I mean, in terms of, do I wear a backpack? Yes. All the time. But terms of size i don't need a ton of size especially with my day-to-day so the daily backpack looked a little too big but um they sent it to me and it's it's like the perfect size for what i need and i talked about this in the video too but you know i've had a company in the past send me a different backpack of kind of the same material but it was more flexible and it was meant to be like squished up and stored into small spaces and I just don't really have a need for something like that. I'm not like a camping person or like a travel the world kind of person. Um, so I was a little skeptical of this bag, but it, it is one of the most like rigid and sturdy bags I've owned, which is huge if you're putting a ton of technology in there um, like I am every day. Uh, just a little bit of back story, I guess. Um, I'm a full-time employee at Leisure Media 360. We're a um, publishing company traditionally for magazines, but we're moving into um, programmatic digital, um, digital advertising as well, which is one of the main reasons they brought me on about nine months ago. So I am literally online all day long <laughs> as my job running ads uh, programmatically through software called Basis, which is the number one demand side platform in the nation, which is pretty cool that I get to work with them every day. And so um, having a laptop on me is kind of first and foremost, the tool that's most important. Um, and so keeping that safe in the bag is important. And having the best laptop without going overboard is also something I'm constantly thinking about. And with the Apple Silicon that came out, it's like these machines are just more powerful than they need to be, which is great because I currently own the M1 MacBook Air which is the base model MacBook that you can own currently. And it, it, it's overpowered in my opinion. Um, so in terms of what I do for my main job, you know, accessing Chrome is pretty much all I need to do. Uh, so obviously checks off those boxes, everything runs smoothly, but as you all know, I create content as well. And I do have a side business, uh, my own company where I create content for people. I help out with marketing and advertising and social media and all that stuff. So being able to have a machine that can create content as well has been huge. And before the M1 MacBook Air, I had the 
13-inch MacBook Pro from a couple years ago. And the Air was actually better than the Pro. It was kind of crazy. So in terms of uh, editing 4K video, uh, this thing is, it, it gets the job done. It's, it's slower than maybe a Pro would be, but it's not like it hiccups that much. And really the only sort of bottlenecked area is when exporting a video um, in 4K, especially if it's a longer between, you know, 20 and 40 minutes long, it, it takes quite a few minutes to export that video. But other than that, this thing has no problems. Um, I love using it. And it's possible, you know, if YouTube continues to do well for me um, and, you know, making content is it really does become a huge staple of how I make money for my family and stuff. It's possible I would upgrade at some point just to help with, um, I don't know, speeds, you know, being more efficient. But Jonathan, do you do you all get laptops at work, um, or do you own your own laptop, or do you even have one? What is a laptop? No, the um, <laughs> so, uh, so I have um, I have a um, actually a Microsoft uh, Surface laptop through work, and I have um, a MacBook Pro from 2013 that I use it. Nice, yeah, yeah. The surfaces are pretty cool. I had a roommate in college who had one, and um. I don't know. I constantly think like if I wasn't a Mac fan, like what devices would I go for? And um, I don't know. I think the Surface system is pretty cool. Do you find it does everything you need it to? Yeah. So it's it does everything I need and more. And um, I used to be a PC guy, and then I switched to Mac um, uh, when I went to medical school in 2013. And I just love this computer, and it is it is almost 10 years old and it is still trucking. It's a little slower and has some, um, some, some age issues as kind of you would expect, but I've definitely gotten my money out of it and I've been very happy And the surface. The surface has been great though. I've been pleasantly surprised. I haven't had a PC in a long time, but have enjoyed it. it you know, I do a lot of like, um, kind of web, web based platforms like, um, run through Citrix to, to kind of view our electronic health record. I do, um, some research and writing, uh, but no like digital content creation or anything. So I don't need some of the other features that the kind of Apple would, I think Apple would benefit more, but yeah. Um, yeah. And I was going to ask, you know, I think you mentioned in your video about, you know, um, the lap have putting an extra laptop sleeve in your, uh, in it. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's funny. I had a comment this morning on the video. Someone's like, dude, yeah, fellow extra laptop sleeve guy. Um, it's funny because I, I I didn't like laptop sleeves. <laughs> I thought they were really dumb. And uh, for a while, I was like that. And I think what actually happened was I had a book bag that was too big. And my, like, 13-inch MacBook Pro was, like, sliding all around in there. So it was more a matter of, like, keeping it snug and tight. Um, and I also know there's been times where, like, with older backpacks, I would like drop them on the ground or even like lightly. And you can just hear the corner of your computer, just like smack the ground. And it's like, I know they have padding in these bags, but like maybe they're not that great in the corners or like the bottom edges. So I just kind of started doing that with bags when I could, I have that um, laptop sleeve. That's pretty nice looking. Um, and I just keep it in the bag. So I don't like bring that out at all, but it also helps create kind of like a funnel when you're throwing your laptop in your bag, you have this kind of lip that catches and I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I like it. And I think, you know, keeping it snug in there, it's not sliding around. Most of these bags these days are, 
you know, they like to say, you know, we can hold up to a 16 inch Mac or laptop or 17 inch laptop. And that's great and all, unless you have like a tiny laptop and then it's just kind of super roomy. So I don't know. I like keeping that extra protection um, for my laptops. Yeah. I think maybe I should consider it. I have a, um, I don't have an everyday backpack, but I have like a fossil shoulder bag mm-hmm. um, as my, as my work bag that has like a laptop sleeve, some storage things. I don't, I don't need quite as much with me every day. You know, I'd primarily just take my laptop to work. I have a couple journals in there, normally my AirPods. I actually put my wallet and keys in there too. Um, but it has a lot of storage and maybe has too much storage, um, you know, focusing on just what we need. But it's, um, it was a Christmas gift and I've, I've loved it. But I think the, the kind of the laptop sleeve is something to, to kind of think about as far as um, safety and security. Because um, obviously if, I can't access work through different computers if this one doesn't work, but it's nice to have this um, as well. So something to think about. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's another thing too. Like, um, I mean, a lot of minimalists do this and just, I I just feel like buying cheap stuff because it's cheap. um, I just try to stay away from that as much as I can, just because, you know, having a fossil bag, like that's a good brand. They make good products and they're going to last a long time. Um, and you know, sometimes you might need to dish out a little bit extra cash, but a bag that will hold up over time is just as important as, I don't know, having the, I don't know, the perfect, I guess what I'm trying to say is like over time, what you need out of a bag can change, but if the bag itself is, um, sturdy, it's good, it's durable, um, you can kind of rearrange things as you need to. So that's cool. I've, I've thought kind of about getting into um, maybe even like a larger sling bag uh, for days where I don't need my laptop. Cause technically I don't need my laptop at work because I have a Mac mini. So that's what I use at work. Um, so if I'm ever like out and about, I need my uh, MacBook. but if I'm just commuting to work, um, it's not a huge necessity unless I'm like taking notes in a meeting or something. So I don't know. I, I've thought about how I could go that route and have even less stuff on me per day. But um, for now, you know, I like being able to leave work and go to a coffee shop directly and still have everything I need. So it's pretty cool. Uh, cord bag. Yeah. So side by side is a company um, who makes these little cord bags, which, the cord bag was something kind of new back a few years ago when I was like, you know, building out the things I needed for my, my own company. And it, it started to make more and more sense. The more pieces of tech I brought with me, there was a time I had a drone and I had, you know, a couple of different cameras and I was trying to take all this stuff with me. And with each of those back in the day, I guess you could say um, they each had different charging cables and, Luckily, everything's kind of moving towards USB-C now, which is super nice, but there are still things that need micro USB, lightning, you know, port cables, um, USB-A. So, you know, having a, a, a cable bag where you can keep all your cables nice and <laughs> tidy and secure and not just thrown in the bottom of your bag is super helpful, especially when you need to find them and look for it. Um, one of my favorite features about, honestly, about this cord bag is that it's skinny. 
And so it can kind of slip in beside other stuff. And also there's just a handle on top, which is kind of dumb, but just grabbing that and kind of ripping it out of your bag is super easy to do uh, quickly on the go. But there is more cord spot slots available in this thing than I need. Um, and hopefully that continues to be the case. So at some point, maybe we all just need one cord or two cords, which would be super cool. Yeah, I know. I was even, um, the cord bag actually got my attention. I was thinking about buying one this morning and then I was thinking about what my wife would say about it and if I really needed it. Um, cause if you, you know, I only, I, I think I have a phone charger and uh, my computer charger and that's all in my work bag, but even just having a cord bag at home for storage, just for like, you know, I was trying to find the charger for my JBL flip five, just like a portable speaker mm-hmm. and I could not find it. And I turned our whole house upside down. <laughs> And so I know our, I know it's there. And, uh, so I bought a new one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that's not, that's not ideal, but, um, and, but I think if I had a little bit better storage, whether that's a cord bag or some other just storage system, other than just throwing it in my nightstand or desk drawer would be <laughs> beneficial. So anyways, which you'll, about- you'll still do if you're lazy. Like oh, correct. Me. Yeah. <laughs> But um, um, hey, hey, dude, I've got I've got an extra cord bag, so maybe I could pass that your way. Well, um, you're too kind. Um, oh, but yeah. I got I got I was gonna say, but I got to run in a second. I've got patients at one o'clock, so I got to make a couple calls and do a couple things. But um, you know, uh, appreciate uh, appreciate the space, and we'll uh, we'll keep I'm um, chugging along. Be interested to see what happens with Twitter, and um, you know, keep keep thinking about our our bags and how to use them efficiently. Have enough, <laughs> but not too much. So. Thank you, Jonathan. Good luck with the rest of your work today, and uh, I'll see you next time, pal. All right, see you, man. <laughs> yeah, so um, I love it. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, love having him join in. And again, anyone's welcome to join in on these discussions. Um, that's that's kind of the point. So, But yeah, so um, another thing you know, I keep in my uh, cord bag is my Samsung SSD, and there was a, a part of the video last week where I talked about this, but um, for the longest time I used external SSDs to hold um, clips and footage. And I would edit off of that uh, into Final Cut Pro and I would leave files in place, which is pro tip. If you don't leave files in place, you should be. Um, Reason being, if you don't know, uh, if you if you say copy files to your project in Final Cut, you'll actually have two versions of each file on your computer, and it just really kind of gunks up the space. So make sure you click when you're importing, leave files in place, which is super helpful. But don't move those files, because that's another headache, which I don't really mean to go down this uh, rabbit hole here, but just some pro tips for you. But for for a while, I was curious, like, can you edit like have everything on an external drive and only be editing only be basically using your computer to make the changes but everything is housed on the ssd or hard drive and i couldn't find the answer to it until i did find the answer to it which is yes you can and so my final cut libraries and all the footage that i capture goes on an external samsung ssd this one's a one terabyte i kind of wish it was maybe two terabytes but I just edit off of that. And so literally I can be at home editing a video and then pop into the office and just take my SSD with me, plug it in and continue editing right there. It's a really cool system um, and it's super simple. 
and maybe one day I'll kind of go into my digital minimalism and how I kind of handle files and all that kind of stuff. If that's something that would be interested to you, interesting to you, but I love having that SSD. It's small, it's sleek, it's um, easy to slip in and out of the bag and out of the cord bag. Um, has a crazy quick um, cable, so transferring files is super fast. Love that system. Um, so I've never had a reason so far to have you know a laptop or a Mac with more storage than the base model because I do everything on an external SSD, which saves me money. So it's great. Um, I love working in that way. Finishers Journal, shout out to Javier. Been working with uh, Javier in the Finisher Secrets company for a few years now. They've got a great journal. The second version of it is out now, which you can grab. It's basically, to put it in a nutshell, it's for entrepreneurs or really anyone who works on a quarterly sort of uh, flow. So Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. Um, it's, it's more pointed towards entrepreneurs in that... The goal is to help, you know, with focus, with um, creating valid goals that you can actually reach and achieve and then action plans to get there. So the, the journal, the goal of the journal is to try and help in these things. And the biggest thing is each quarter you should have one goal only and then everything you do. Um, throughout the quarter it needs to kind of point to that goal and be actionable steps to actually move the needle and get there. So if, if that sounds interesting to you, if you're an entrepreneur or you want to have a side business or want to moonlight, you know, you know, maybe you have an idea for a product, that'd be really cool. This journal is great. It's not just another planner or to-do list journal or even just blank bullet journal. There's really cool systems and steps that can help you along the way. And I'm not paid to say this. I just, you know, I love the journal and I think it's cool. I use it every day and I love Javier in his story too. So I'm um, always happy to talk about Finisher's Journal. Um, so moving on from that, my iPad mini, this is kind of a redundant piece of tech in terms of things I take with me, but I do like having it. As I mentioned in the video, if I'm ever in a coffee shop, having it as a second screen for, you know, laptop club is great. Um, using it for a Pomodoro timer is something I do a lot. I just have it on and ticking away in front of me, which again, Pomodoro is one of my favorite focus methods works like a charm. I love it. Um, and then after, you know, this isn't really part of my everyday, well, I guess it is part of every day, but just not, uh, going on the go. But lately I've taken to, you know, after Lena goes to bed and Maria and I are downstairs on the couch watching TV or something, I'll actually not use my phone. I'll just use the iPad mini and, you know, consume content, be on Twitter, watch videos, play some light games here and there. So I love the iPad mini. Um, this is the iPad mini sixth generation. And I've made a video in the past about, you know, how the iPad mini is the best iPad. And I still kind of think that's the case, which you can go check that out. And I'd be happy to talk about again in the future. Moving on the Ricoh GR3, uh, my favorite camera. Um, it's crazy. Like always when you get a new camera, you've got that kind of honeymoon, honeymoon phase, but there's just something about this camera that it's just, it's different. Like the way that I take photos with it is different than how I take photos on my a seven three or 
any camera in the past really it, it truly is a point and shoot and like when i say that i mean the way i take photos with it most is i like point it at something and hit the shutter button like it's sometimes i'll sit and i'll use the lcd to you know compose a shot or something but it's something it's really freeing to just like with your eyes see something that grabs your attention point the camera and shoot and because of the wide angle of the camera like you're gonna capture most of what you're seeing and you can always crop in after i know sean tucker just released a video about editing photos especially in the street photography world and how a lot of people look down upon that or frown upon that and i'm with him and his points were super valid and great i loved what he said in his latest video but i don't know there's just something where to be said for less in between you and what you're experiencing but still being able to capture it so you're, you're still able to experience the world around you especially you know having a daughter having a young kid who's running around and they need my attention, not having, not, not being so consumed with grabbing the perfect shot or composing perfectly or making sure light is perfectly adjusted in the camera and just being able to like, bop, bop, you know, fire off shots um, while life is happening. It's just helpful. It's convenient. Um, yeah. And it's great. I, I love this camera and I can't say enough good things about it. Um, I'm, probably gonna have this one for a while even if you know the rico gr4 comes out at some point uh this one's just great i love it so um another thing i mentioned too though if i do need my sony a7 III with the larger i think 28 to 70 lens i don't remember what lens it's a tamron i do feel comfortable with the way the bag is set up just putting it in the top of the bag with the lens facing down and the the um, pockets and the gear and stuff that's around it kind of hold it up in this kind of like uh, suspended um, way so that if I were to drop my bag, like the camera's not going to hit the ground hard. It's just going to kind of slide down in the bag and get caught by pockets and stuff like that. So I don't know. It, it's not really intended like that, obviously, but it's a, it's a cool thing how it just sort of suspends one of my most, you know, expensive pieces of tech right there, um, which is Nice. I like that. I, I rarely put my big camera in the bag, but if I do, it works. Battery pack, anchor. You know, I don't know how I feel about battery packs like 100% here nor there. Um, a lot of places have outlets here in America, here in Roanoke. Um, if you need to charge your device, you're able to. I think the biggest thing for me recently, and the reason I've put a battery pack back in my bag, is what I said in the video, which is the Ricoh GR3 batteries are teeny and they only last a couple hours. So being able to charge one in my backpack while I'm going around taking photos and then switch out to a full battery and then start charging that one again, it sort of allows for basically a full day of shooting. And then obviously, you know, if you're just on the go, um, being able to plug in your phone uh, or what, whatever else. I mean, you know how battery packs work. And Anchor is kind of, in my opinion, like the, the forefront of battery packs. It's just, they just do it best, I think. And um, I have an older model. It's just got two USB-A ports on there. So that's what I use. It holds a good amount of charge. Um, I think it can even, mm, I don't want to say I can charge my Mac, but it might be able to. I've never tried that. Sunglasses, Sunski um one of the brands 
in that affiliate program I talked about earlier. Um, Sunski, I, I like the sunglasses. I have this kind of brownish color sunglasses. I don't even remember what they're called, but I love them. My wife actually bought them for me for my birthday. So I've been trying, trying to keep better um, track and uh, keep my sunglasses a little cleaner and nicer. And I try to put them into... It's funny, the Sunski sunglasses didn't actually come with like a case, which was kind of strange, but I had Warby Parker, uh, extra Warby Parker case laying around that I put them in and try to keep them nice and scratch free. My Warby Parkers are so scratched up and that's why I ended up getting the Sunskis, but I don't know. Cool, pretty cool brand. They just released or are going to release a new crossbody sling bag as well, which actually looks really, really nice. And uh, we've been talking about maybe possibly reviewing one of those, but I do like the brand. They seem pretty cool. Um, the camera straps that I use. Yeah. So, um, I use the, uh, what are they called? Peak design straps, which are pretty, I mean, relatively expensive, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but the system is so cool and easy. I usually shoot my Rico and even my a seven three with the wrist strap, but if I'm ever like on a trip or walking around and don't want to be holding the camera for a long period of time, so quick and easy to switch out, uh, you know, round the neck strap. So I have both the wrist and round the neck strap. Super convenient, super easy. I love it. They're obviously super sturdy. Lots of supers going on right here, but I do enjoy the Peak Design straps. And I know I would love their bags, but those are just like out of this world expensive. So, and I'm really happy with the bag I have right now um two pins one was from a uh company called baron fig who makes journals and I, I do like that pen the other one was just like a sharpie fine tip felt pen thing i usually go back and forth between felt tip pens and those nicer like roller ball pens whatever they're called i have no idea but i use those for my finisher journal AirPods, the last thing on the list. I love my AirPods Pro first generation, but I do not know where they are right now, and I'm kind of flipping out a little bit. I've tried to use Find My on uh, my phone to find them and can't find them. So they're probably dead somewhere. I'm 100%, not 100%, maybe 75% sure they're in my house and probably in the room that I'm sitting in right now, but I can't find them, and it's starting to bother me been a few days i haven't really been like super trying to 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 find um i don't know what just happened i just got like a a hand on my host what does that mean sorry i just got distracted by twitter here i don't know but um yeah so anyway um, can't find my AirPods and trying to find them. <laughs> so anyway, um, going to keep looking for those right now because I can't find my AirPods. I've been using, I have some over here, over ear, uh, Sony's. I think they are, I can't even remember now that I use at work mostly, but I've been bringing them with me in my bag. So yeah, that's everything. Um, you know, it's interesting. I like, these are the things that I feel I need, you know, if I'm either doing my full-time job or if I'm at a coffee shop or after Lena goes to bed or on my lunch break, you know, working on 
um, my side business, you know, for clients, if I'm working on YouTube content, Instagram content, everything that I technically need to get this stuff done is with me at all times, which is just nice to have. And, um, I love it. In fact, I have a second backpack just for when I play shows. I'm a musician as well. So maybe I'll go into that one day, what all's in that bag. But I love the idea of having these, like everything you need on you. And even for playing shows and music, I've got such a small setup for what I need to plug in and play that it's all in one book bag and two guitar cases. And sometimes I bring a microphone stand. So I don't know. There's something about that, um, having everything on you, but that's, uh, that's it. That's it. And you know, these things, they change and they develop over time, but for now, this is what, this is what I use. I'd be interested to know what all you use. If you've used any of these podcasts and I don't really know that there's much engagement that can be done there, but I, as always, just, I appreciate you for listening. Um, trying to do new YouTube videos every other week. And then I'm trying to do obviously the newsletter every week and then trying to also do Twitter spaces every week. Newsletter goes out on Tuesday mornings. Twitter spaces, I think are going to start coming out on Wednesday at 1230 PM. YouTube videos usually go out on Friday because I have a very small amount of time to create this content. And Fridays are when I have a half day at work that I can create a YouTube video. So I try to, you know, have a script ready, shoot, edit, publish all in an afternoon, which is kind of crazy, but it's, you know, the time I have right now. So I appreciate your all support, um, on this stuff. And I hope you're enjoying, I hope you're finding value in it or being entertained or, you know, I want you to, you know, feel free to share your voice as well. So that's what these Twitter spaces are for. As always, YouTube comments, sign up for my newsletter, um, Spencer Scott Pugh.substack.com. Uh, and um, we'd just love to hear from you. I appreciate you all. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe if you're new. Like this podcast if that's a thing. Download it, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And uh, as always, join in each week for Twitter Space to have your voice heard. I'd love to hear your opinion. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next time.